0: Did you notice that this morning the sun came up later and this evening it's going to go down earlier? It could be a time for us to be sad about our gardens, but we're here to give you some motivation to keep you going through fall and winter right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast.
1: To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste.
0: Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the Backyard Gardener, and
2: Batavia, the Front Yard Gardener,
0: one in the country,
2: one in the city.
0: Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. You know, one day, Batavia, I'm going to do the intro. And then I'm going to grab my mic, and I'm just going to spin around in a circle and be like, What's up, everybody? It's your boy. Just something stupid like that. Let's hope <laughs> For some reason, not. I have this urge.
1: Yeah, let's hope <laughs>
2: not. Maybe one of the holiday specials, we'll let you do that.
0: <laughs> okay. Is it is that my gift this mm-hmm, year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> L- Leonard's like, no. <laughs> no. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's that time of year. It's that time of year where people... Um, might start thinking down about their gardens and just and overall the seasons are changing. I know a lot of people like fall mm-hmm. and pumpkins in yeah. particular. Oh uh, well, yeah. So pumpkin <laughs> flavors and all that good stuff and spice lattes and everything. But uh when you walk out into your gardens, things are definitely at this point changing.
2: Yeah. So I think so it's a couple of different views of that change, right? Like your garden could be completely done. It could be tumbleweeds Right. And mm-hmm. that's not a very uplifting feeling. Um, your garden could just be like in a stalling par- pattern or like, and that's kind of like where half of my garden is. Um, you could be like some of our, you know, West Coast brethren and sisterin, like, you know, really getting started for the fall and winter season. Um, so but all of those come with like this different feeling. I mean, right. <laughs> and that's true. It's um. It's it's been hard for me to continually and consistently stay motivated, right? Um, Yeah, it's getting harder. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's
2: getting
0: slower, so. Yeah. But before we do that, we have a question of the day. And we have a question of the day from one of our patrons. So, thank you so much for being a patron and being a member of our community garden. So, Tyler asks the questions. He asks. So, had a question. With the first frost coming up, I've I have s- several smaller super hots that I plan to bring in and try to continue to harvest from. I've purchased two smaller LEDs and two regular grow bulbs. Mm. Is that good enough to continue producing fruit temporarily? Also, if not, how do y'all suggest overwintering them indoors for next season? I live in I'll take out what state and city uh 6A or 6B I'm not sure which one. So um don't feel bad Tyler because Batavia doesn't know she's what zone she's in either so <laughs>
2: You know what? <laughs> I, totally no, no, was no. Go- I was going to come in with that joke and it would have like really went over well because you know it's kind of self-deprecating but you coming in with that joke which throws back to one of my most prime asshole moments kind of makes you an asshole I don't know like how does that work? <laughs>
0: So so I tell you how it works. I hate it when people make self-deprecating comments about themselves. So um,
2: Uh, I appreciate you taking that that off of my shoulders. Right.
0: I just I wanted to help you out. It's my love for you. So So,
2: Tyler, let me answer the question you didn't ask. I just say zone six now just to avoid it.
0: Just yeah. There you go. (laughs) So um, what do you think?
2: Um, And I've only researched this a little bit because I've really wanted to do some indoor, like actual indoor growing. And not necessarily like your hydroponics kind of indoor growing. Um, I think that Tyler will have enough light to keep the plants alive. Um, I don't believe that that's going to be enough light to produce fruit, right? Now again, I've not... Experiences myself one way or another, but that's just my unguarded, educated opinion.
0: Right. So, crap, I just went off the, the thing. I want to read you what I wrote, mm-hmm. and then we can kind of break that down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, if the bulbs are strong enough and you run them for at least 16 hours a day, they should stay alive and may produce... Just make sure the light hits as much as the foliage as possible. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> here's the deal. I don't know. I'm with you on that. Like I've never tried to bring anything into fruit. Now, I have. Uh, when I was living in New England, I grew. Um, I grew marijuana inside, and it's the same idea. You're trying to produce. The buds, the flowers mm-hmm. on it, so you had to have the light. So it's definitely doable. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you know, you just have to have the lights that are strong enough. You know, if you go on Amazon and you look, so if you if you want to try this, if you go into the link below in our Amazon shop, we have the lights that, um, the LED lights that I use in mine to help grow my seedlings and stuff like that. The difference is they are not, they're growing seedlings, so they're not mm-hmm. as big, there's not as much foliage to feed, and the plant is not actively producing. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, if you leave it long enough, it could very well, because if it's sustaining that much life, like, as long as you have the basic nutrients, I don't see why it's not, as long as the light's strong enough.
2: Yeah, and I think that that's the key, uh, the the idea of it being strong enough. Now, I have seen, like... Um, I want to say pepper plants. It could have been tomato plants, but I don't remember for sure where I see the signs of a flower and I'm like, Oh shit, I need to get this outside. Right. But that is the sign of a flower. And I think maybe I've seen online someone, again, in the spring, not ready to put their pepper plants out, like the actual form of a pepper. But are you going to get, and I think the, the pepper that Tyler described is a smaller pepper, but are you going to get a full-size pepper? Are you going to get mature peppers? I think it's going to bounce back to the... Um, The size of, or the strength of that light. And you do want to have some dormancy. So you don't want to run that thing 24 hours all the time, right? You want to allow that plant to go to (laughs) sleep, so to speak.
0: Everything needs darkness. Mm -hmm. Every life, all life needs darkness on this planet. So if you go to another planet, it could be different, I don't know. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. on this planet, I'm going to say... I've thought about this for a couple days now since Mm -hmm. I answered the question. I think... You're going to get a harvest. I don't think you're going to get the harvest you desire. Hmm. That's what. That's my final answer. Because I don't see... If you can produce a flower... And I'm the same as you. I've seen a flower come up if I leave something too long. Mm-hmm. So I know that it's producing. Things are growing. I don't see why it wouldn't. As long as, you again, you have... We're just going to say... A solid light. Mm-hmm. You know, um, these lights that are in that list below, they, they're they good lights. Um, I would have no problem trying something like this. The only issue I have with them is when you have a bushy, full plant mm-hmm. is positioning lights around, which is why... People line with tinfoil and stuff like that because it will reflect the light to get into all of these different aspects of the plant. It's a totally different kind of growing. And that being said, you're going to have foliage loss on the bottom mm-hmm. and just, just know that ahead of time. Yeah,
2: The distinction between starting a seed indoors and expecting that pepper plant to flower and then produce fruit is very different than bringing something from outside that's already flowered and produced fruit and then trying to maintain it. Um, one quick note unrelated, to, again, to the question, because I just love answering things that aren't asked. Uh, make Go sure ahead. you look at that plant closely because um, someone on this podcast may or may not have brought in some outdoor soil in containers, and it led to um, an infestation of, I believe it was aphids, perhaps.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah we won't talk about yeah. that, though. Yeah. So, um, and I do have... A whole theory about overwintering plants inside Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I'm going to save that because we actually have an episode coming up in, what is it, two weeks?
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's an October episode for
0: sure, yeah. It's an October episode, and I have this whole theory that is well thought out if I may say so myself. Well, now, so
2: <laughs> like what am I sitting over here with? I'm just like, you know, let me yeah, feed you, you the questions, I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I got, I, two, I, I, wait, I got
2: two weeks to start thinking on it. Then, I guess,
0: <laughs> yeah, you to crack my code, but, um, you know, come back and see that. So it's a good opportunity for me to shamelessly say, uh, subscribe to our podcast if you're not, so you can hear what this brilliant idea is. And I say that totally facetious, but it's just like <laughs> a theory I have. So, um, you know, it's it's a good idea. It's a, a solid question because grow lights are overcomplicated, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The whole subject of grow lights yeah. are, and the whole um, Amazon has made it very difficult because, quite frankly, they sell a bunch of bullshit on there that's <laughs> no good. So, it's very hard to weed through the crap mm-hmm. and get through the good stuff without breaking the bank. Yeah. So, that's kind of where I stand on that.
2: I stand with cool. you, brother.
0: I'm cool So solid question From our patron On the community garden So thank you so much And if you would like To be a patron Please help us out Every dollar helps us Keep this show going And we can focus more On creating content For you Yeah I saw you waiting To hit the (laughs) bell So all right, We're going to take this break And then we're going to come back And we're going to rock and roll Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast.
2: If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up.
0: You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description.
2: With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya.
0: Okay, everybody. It's uh, it's getting cooler. But don't be sad, because Batavia and I are here to keep you going. As usual... We're gonna keep you going throughout the fall and the winter, and get you jazzed and pumped for your garden. So here we go.
2: Fired. What's up? Um, I just want to comment that it's been well over a year since the bell has been a part of the podcast, and I just figured out the symbol to let you know that I'm about to ring it. So you don't. Yeah, interrupt you're the, you're pretty slow you know? in the
0: uptake. I mean, honestly
2: listen now it's not like i've you know i don't have a career as a bell ringer right yeah actually
1: you do actually that's a a a big part of the show a
2: previous career listen you're not going to belittle me to the bell ringer this last week's episode i was totally like i control the bell you don't tell me when to ring the bell
0: (laughs) you know i was thinking about that too I was thinking about that after we recorded it And I think it's unfair that I don't get any saying On when we have to rec- You get to hit the bell I just want to put that out there So
2: Okay, I, I accept that, that that you feel that way <laughs> You accept my feelings yeah.
0: But it doesn't change anything Because
2: yeah. I'm a problem solver So in my mind I'm like Immediately, two bells won't work So, yeah. you know, basically here we are
1: <laughs> Yeah
0: But, um no, you're doing a fine job with the bell, and I appreciate the addition to the show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, you know, I'm going out in my garden right now, and I'm just going to use my green beans for an example. Um, I put something on. Uh, I did a YouTube short, just like a quick 15 second one, like, "Hey, here are my green beans. I'm letting them all go to seed right now to save the seed." Mm-hmm. And just like last year, there's not a single leaf left on my plant. Mm. And it's making me sad because that's my bean tunnel.
1: Yeah. And my bean
0: tunnel looks like a vine tunnel that came out of a horror movie slashed with dysfunctional society sadness because everything is just like falling apart. Yeah. And it's hard to come back from that because that was a big part of my garden this year that I was proud of. Mm -hmm. And so moving forward, going into this next season is... Is how do how do I come out of that funk? You know what I mean, and keep persevering through the growing season. Because if you're listening to this show, more than likely you want to keep growing as long as possible. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I um, uh, So I had a similar experience where I finally cleared and cleaned up the um, cattle panel in the front yard, and so at that point, you know, it was just dead leaves and vines, like just brownness. And, yeah. but it's still, it still was reminiscent of growth, like of the garden. And so when you pull it down, it looks kind of something like spring at the very beginning, you know, and that's not what it is though. It's definitely a sign of the end. So, I mean, this is what worked for me when I had to do that. Um, and it only works for the one day, right? So this is like day by day, man. Um, I stayed in the garden as much as possible that day. Like I worked things up. I spent time you know in some cases thinking about plans for my future garden in some cases you know kind of embracing what has been and i mean we're talking like hours i was out there i didn't need to be out there hours but it made me feel better because a lot of the work that i had to do was really about getting rid of what i've done this year and that's not a great feeling you
0: know yeah yeah and i mean it's you know there's two Sides of the toke two sides of the token coin, whatever. Two sides
2: of the coin. Two sides of the same whatever. coin. We have Something, a double headed coin. You know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. yeah, just a double headed <laughs> coin. Which by the way, my son came out the other day and he's like, Daddy, you wanna make a bet? I'm like, yeah, let's make a bet. So I'm gonna flip a coin, pick heads or tails. I'm like, okay. So I flipped and he goes I go, Tails, heads, tails, heads. He does like five times. Mm-hmm. He's like it's a two-headed coin, daddy. I got you. Now you owe me five bucks. I was like, we never made a bet. You just asked me if I wanted to. So, but, you, you know.
2: Wait, wait. Just real quick. Did you continue to pick tails over and over? I did. That has nothing I, I to do on, with the. I caught on quick. Yeah, that has nothing to do with the stubbornness that is my co-host here on this podcast. Absolutely not connected whatsoever, but go on. Mm-hmm.
0: I caught on quick, so. um, you know, I look, you can look at it two ways. You can look at it like, oh, damn, it's the end of the season. Or B, you can look at it like, hey, I'm cleaning up. I'm getting ready for next season. Mm-hmm. It's a good time for me to clip everything, get it out. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it, you still have time to put something else. Like, I'm going to put some peas in its place and see what happens. You know, if they don't grow, fine. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't hurt me to put six peas in there, mm-hmm. you know, especially because I saved seeds last year. So, um, <clears throat> there's that, but there's two ways to look at all of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's important to kind of be looking forward and finding that positive light in it because it it is kind of depressing, you yeah. know.
2: So wait, are you saying one way is you can look at it as the end of one thing, and then you can, or you can look at it as you know the, the prep beginning or the beginning of something new? Right. Uh, Honestly,
0: you could look at it for the prep of the new and the new and then that you know it's just two positive ways to look at it yeah
2: there's a point in the year and I can't say for sure exactly when it is but there's a point in the year where I'm like the past season is absolutely that the past and I get kind of amped up for Mm -hmm. the new and I've Mm -hmm. told you this before like bare soil kind of does that for me you know so I pulled up my sunflowers Um, And I had like seven or eight like big, you know, kind of equivalent to mammoth size sunflowers, right? 10, 12, 13 feet. And so those are some pretty big roots. And they were along, for the most part, the front yard fence. And so in that little space, after I pulled it all up and, you know, got everything bagged up, yada, 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 I just have fresh soil there. And so I was sitting on my milk crate because that's how I roll um, and thinking about what I want to plant there. So that's, again, it's the the sunflowers have almost completely served their purpose. I'll be harvesting those seeds, which is a whole different conversation we'll talk about later. Um, But it's not like I miss them, right? Like the attachment that I have to them is come and gone. And I'm now looking and saying to your point, like what's the future hold for this particular space? You know, Um, so I definitely can get on board with that. Uh, Part of the struggle, I think for some, because remember we talked about some people's gardens are completely done. Right. And then there are other yeah. people that are in kind of this tweener state, which mine is. So there are pockets of the garden that are like that. You know, tweener. Tweener. Yeah. Like, is that a real word? It absolutely is a real word. OK. All right. What's Webster's on? got
0: it. He's smiling right now. He's <laughs> like, somebody learned a new word today. No. Uh, and I mean, you know, for me, it's like I was looking on um, I was looking at Instagram the other day. And by the way, if you've noticed, I've been a little quiet on Instagram. It's because I need to regroup and Mm -hmm, focus mm -hmm. on this more so than that. Mm -hmm. But I was looking at it and I was like, you know what? I haven't harvested anything in about three weeks. And that's because everything is in fall. Like I'm waiting on everything to grow for fall because I went through and just pulled stuff up. And, you know, part of that is kind of sad to me. But then I look at it and I'm like, you know what? I may not be harvesting stuff. right. Like I'm I'm harvesting like stuff for seeds. Mm Mm-hmm. And whatnot, like, you know, just kind of a different kind of harvest, not stuff to eat right now. But then I look at it, I'm like, but, you know, in the coming months, I'm going to have this food to go and last me for, you know, the rest of the winter. So it's like a small period in time, you know, and like for you, you're going to get hard freezes. Mm -hmm. So you're probably a little bit more farther. into. are you harvesting fall vegetables yet?
2: Uh, Yes, I am. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Okay, you are. Yeah, I'm pulling some of that kale.
2: Remember the kale I just planted at the beginning of September? timber i think remember yeah. their transplants so i'm uh, harvesting those leaves um you know cut and come again method
0: yeah so i'm, I'm gonna be doing kale soon too because it's starting to cool off mm-hmm. we're gonna be in the low 80s mm-hmm. so oh my
1: <laughs>
0: but you know it's just part of like this whole transitional phase and I looked at it and I think in the last week, I really noticed a big. So, we haven't had rain here in six weeks. Oh, wow. A real measurable rain. Mm-hmm. So, I'm actually watering like almost every day at this point mm-hmm. because I just can't get enough water in. And I'm looking at that and I'm saying, as I've watered and I've picked up my watering and it started to cool off a little bit, I've noticed a lot of growth. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's made a big difference. So like all my radishes are like, you know, I've got a damn radish farm this year. So that's going to work out pretty good. But, you know, everything's starting to fill in. So I'm feeling good about it. It just it took me time to get there, you know. And this is a kind of a deep, a de-escalating time from the summer garden rush, I think, too.
2: Ah, interesting. I very interesting because there's something about things being done when I say done, I mean the your cucumber plants. For many of us, have long stopped producing, right? That the plants done, right? You know, some of our tomato plants are done. Um, I'm gonna circle back to just for a second Tyler's question because peppers have actually caused me some distress, and that's probably um, being a bit dramatic, but that's a part of where my sadness has come in because the peppers are producing. More flowers and buds than any of my other plants, and I'm just watching and I'm saying to myself, "Gosh, I wish I could give you more time, you know." Yeah, and I I, I can't, right? Like obviously we could, Tyler and I both could try overwintering and see how that goes. Um, but that's the piece that. You know saying goodbye to the thing that's done and isn't gonna produce is one thing, and it does elicit a feeling, right? You know, uh-huh. I wish my tomato plants were producing more and more, but they aren't. But then watching something, especially in um like our zones, probably seven and lower. Like we know that we're gonna get killing frosts, we're gonna get hard freezes that come in and, and wipe things out. So there isn't a I'm not going to harvest peppers from the garden from the garden outside in December. That's just not gonna happen. Like there is an right. expiration on this, and that piece is, um, it, it's it's kind of hard to separate. Like the reality is, I live in Illinois, and that's how that's how that's what happens, right? But small winds like your radish farm. So I have finally harvested a 25 day radish and the amount of excitement and fulfillment. Remember the listener that was like his partner um, made this whole like gourmet. And every time we tell it, it's going to be a yep. like bigger and better, like five star meal with the one radish. I had one radish and I'm just like, I'm taking it on a world world tour and I'm like, nope, I have to eat it today because I don't want to let this like shrivel up somewhere on my counter and forget about it. And it was so great to know that something that was kind of like, ah, we'll see, I I should have enough time at the beginning of September that here i am and so now i'm running around remember i said i was done sowing any seeds but now guess what i'm energized because i think i still got 24 five more days maybe not when this airs but at the time of this recording i still think i can get like one more round of radishes in so that's the way that i look to stay motivated like the small wins right well and the
0: thing is too when you think about that radishes you got 25 days because that first frost is not gonna kill that Mm-mm, radish
1: nope Nope. You
0: know, and that's, that's the key to this mm-hmm. is, I, and I, I stress this, I can't stress this enough. You have to understand that if you plant the right things, your mm-hmm. frost date doesn't really mean anything no. to you. It, your freeze date yeah. does, okay. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but your frost mm-hmm. date does not, you know, so you you can call it a hard stop. Yep. So if if my garden was filled with tomatoes right now, that hard stop comes yeah. when that first frost comes, boom, my garden's done. But if I've Mm pre-prepared, that don't mean nothing. As a matter of fact, your garden gets better when that first frost Mm -hmm. comes. A lot better. Because those things like that. You know, that first frost doesn't mean... I mean, I don't know where everybody is, you know, how cold it gets or if it's like, you know, boom, frost and then it's over. Mm -hmm. You know, no more warmth. But typically speaking, it goes frost. And then you get a warming trend Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then you get a frost and then you get a less of a warming trend and then you get more of a frost and you get a less and shorter warming trend. So it's a easy it's a gradual slope down. And during that time frame, there's stuff like your kale, your collards, Mm -hmm. which if you haven't listened to our You Should Grow Collards short uh, mini-sode, you should listen, all of those things. They all like that kind of weather and they flourish and they get thicker and fuller mm-hmm. and supposedly sweeter. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: I, I think that that's um, and this it takes some planning. So the hope is that you can listen to this and find ways to continue to stay motivated now. Right. Yeah. But some of these things mean you had to have put these steps measures in place beforehand. Like I didn't realize I didn't plant radishes on september the 5th those seeds because i thought they would bring me joy you know at the end of september that what i mean that wasn't it right you know had the space had the seeds really wanted to give you know a good try to these radishes and then it's like oh shoot here they are and so i come out a couple of days later and some of the other varieties i think i did three or four varieties are popping their heads up and i'm like all right it's not breaking the code because I mean I think on those packages they kind of advise spring and fall. But anywho, my point is that sometimes you don't know what's gonna bring you the joy, what's gonna, you know, encourage you. Um, but mm-hmm. you gotta be open to to receive that, right? Um yeah. and I at one point had thought leave that bed bare. We talked about this on the episode. This is where I had the potatoes growing earlier in the year. Um and I decided to plant it in it anyway. Now the hope is that if I would have left it bare, I would have found joy in some other space. Um, so I mean, I don't know. There's some things that are still that still can be um, maybe not so positively impactful. I pull the last bed of potatoes up, and you talk about a womp, womp, womp moment. Right? Really? You know, I like the the worst, you know. Like you see my hand size? I could fit the potatoes I pulled out of a 36-inch bed is a, a round fire pit in my hand. Or maybe two hands, right? And so, so what happened?
0: what did you do wrong?
2: I think that I... Um,
0: Analyze it.
2: Yeah, I think that the idea that you can accuse me immediately is problematic. Um, <laughs> well, so, that's not
0: what I meant. But
2: So let me tell you what <laughs> that I did. Is, let, that
0: is terrible.
2: Let me tell you what I did wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of things. I think the soil... And again, this is just initial I dug them up this weekend. So this is just initial thoughts around it. The I think the soil was probably a little bit tough for those um, to grow those potatoes. We're going to find out because (coughs) I have sweet potatoes in a similar bed, like the same soil type. Um, But most importantly, it is the most uh, the bed that sits the furthest in the corner. So I saw great signs, like I saw, you know, um, potato stems and leaves and all. And so I thought everything was fine. I just don't think they got enough light, to be quite frank. Like I literally was digging them up and after like a WTF moment. And so then I reflected back on it. And so when I was uh, now kind of clearing the bed of all the other debris and all of that stuff, I said, I really need to figure out what grows um, like shady crops for this space. I've had great success with okra over there in that same exact bed, but it gets a chance to get high enough where, you know, it gets tall enough where the sun could hit those, you know, create those flowers and then in turn okra. But those potatoes didn't get, they would not get higher than the porch that's shading it, you know. And so in hindsight right now I say okay potatoes shouldn't go there because and I put them there because it's kind of out of the way so when they died off it wouldn't be so ugly in my garden but here we have it um um, it that's a down moment like I immediately thought of what I could have grown in that space instead of these 10 potatoes and we're talking about like 10 what do they call them the young potatoes like <laughs> yeah like they're the size of your new potatoes and so, so you
0: just have you have a gourmet garden now that's clearly
2: all. right <laughs> um but those are moments like especially when some things are coming to an end and there's maybe instinctually i knew because i kept on putting off digging it up maybe not i don't know um right but i definitely did have this feeling of this is going to be a a great feeling for potatoes or not And it wasn't. Right. right? And so it's hard to stay motivated is we are talking about planning next year's garden. We're talking about what we want to grow. And I'm still coming up with the formula of how to guide myself and what I grow and when and how much of it. Um, And so that's that's a project. So I put my energy in how I want to approach this next year versus being down about the, you know, nine or 10 potatoes I pulled out of that bed.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean. That's the thing too. Is as you grow these things and you have these failure moments. I mean, let's call it what it is. Mm -hmm. It is a failure. It's sad. Yeah. And it's the biggest letdown, especially with something like that, where you've grown it all year and you're. I mean, I had it last year with my sweet potatoes.
2: May the seventeenth is when I planted those. Okay. So May the seventeenth and harvested in um, probably the end of September. That's a long time to be like, okay, let's see what happens here.
0: You know, so you have May seventeenth, May June, July, August. That's ninety days. So you had right at a hundred. So you probably yeah. And I mean, at that point, like if you would have given it twenty, thirty more days, it wouldn't have made mm-hmm. a difference.
2: No. no. Um, but mm. I think you know I'm giving you sh- you shit about it. But the reality is, what we do is okay. What went wrong? Like what it what did you do that you shouldn't have? Because I've grown potatoes in other places, and so the way I'm I'm made up is. I'm not gonna sit and soak in that moment. I'm gonna try to figure it out. Just talked about a few minutes ago. You're not problem making me solver. feel any better
0: about growing tomato uh, potatoes next year. Just so you know.
2: You know, I yeah. no stop
0: stop. I know that we have a certain listener, and you know who you are. Mm-hmm. That is not happy with the talk that's coming out of your mouth right now. So
2: oh, I didn't. I didn't know that we have a listener that's not happy
0: i just not happy about you talking bad about potatoes. Listen,
2: so. I don't want to be that person. I don't understand how I've become this person. Um, and yeah, you're probably going to hear more of it. So maybe we'll have a sound effect so you can close your ears.
0: <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is you, you, you had that issue. You stepped back and you looked at it. But the key thing is you turn around and you made a separate plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which can bring you out of a funk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially if you use a big part of your garden for something yeah. that just completely failed, mm-hmm. you know, that's some, that's some sad business going yeah. on there. So and that's, and um, it's that's not a, you
2: calling it. Like, I think it's a fail. Like I have a list yeah. of, I'm working on something separately for a list of the fails from this year. And that's absolutely one of them. And it's not just that particular bed. It's potatoes across the board. But again, I don't want to, I don't want this to be triggering because I know I've talked about potatoes no. in, in recent episodes <laughs> and some strong feelings yeah, no. about
0: them. Um, yeah. So, but it's an, it's important that first of all, you call it what it is and it is a fail, mm-hmm. but then It's important, too, that we know that, hey, we have there's more time, Mm -hmm. you know, the only thing that's going to stop you from starting a garden next year is if you die and then you don't have to worry about it. So there's that. But, you know, there's still time. And to be honest, you could still put something in that bed right now. You could fill it up with 36 inches of radishes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you'd be happy. Well, well, you know, so, well,
2: hold on. But that's the key about what we've learned. Will 36 inches of radishes be happy in the space that's behind my garage or behind my porch? That's the key. That's the reason. That's where there's beauty in yeah. only getting you know, nine or ten potatoes, because now I have a in the most um, ideal time of the growing season. Right. You count it through those summer months. That's the sunniest time we're going to have. So now right. I know I didn't realize that this is the. 19 20 21 well, this is the third year i've grown in that particular space and when i think back on what i've grown i would have thought well summer uh, like okra they love summer they love the heat like of course like this gets enough light right and yeah. and again i this is what i believe happened it's the only thing that makes sense to me compared to where else i grew potatoes um so now i know right i planted garlic in that same bed now i'm wondering right you know because
0: yeah, your garlic didn't do anything my either, garlic right? did
2: nothing and it was in those beds in that same area so now if i think garlic is planted in october for me and the amount of sun and because they, they need to get started before the real cold sets in so anywho like that's to be quite frank and i'm not woo that's not how i roll right those nine or ten potatoes has they've taught me a lesson that i may have waited to learn for a couple of years in that space Right? right. Like it's a sacrifice of sorts to learn a lesson there. And yeah. knowing now that I have three garden seasons, there are absolutely some things that I can grow that can tolerate a bit more shade or to your point earlier, things that are going to grow higher. Right. Yeah. Um, so
0: and then they'll find light. Yeah, absolutely. So I have um, how many years have we had this show on the air? Two
2: years now. Mm-hmm. This is the second uh, full year,
0: F- full year, second full year. So then I've been in my garden space either three or four years now. I can't remember either way. And I'm realizing now too, that this time of year, I don't get as much sun until the leaves fall off the trees. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then I will get the sun that I need to sustain some life. Mm -hmm. So I'm starting to learn that pattern, but did you hear how long it took me to learn that pattern? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, It's crazy, right? So, um, you know, Gardening is, and this is one thing too, that if you're feeling down and, you know, out about, remember this gardening is not an overnight success Mm -hmm, story. mm -hmm. Like it's a many year project over and over. And I know that, you know, when we first started it, we would say, you know, it's really not that hard. It's really not that hard. And it, and the concept of having a garden is not hard, but the fact, the the act of having a garden and growing food is extremely difficult mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because there's all these other things, you know, like Batavia grew potatoes, right? You grew them, yep. but you didn't get what you wanted. Yeah, yep. So there's, you know, there's that whole process as well.
2: Mm-hmm. There's, um, so, I like that you you commented on the number of years you've been gardening in that particular space and. When I look back and I say the backyard garden has been, it's like the 14th or 15th year I've gardened back there, but this front yard garden, it was developed. (laughs) I like, I like the sound of that in 2019, the summer of 2019. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there's a part where I think last week I commented on, it's not as if I have, you know, this quarter of an acre of straight you know, unobstructed garden space, right? Where basically the sun is shining down, right? I have spaces in my garden that I have to consider, and it's exactly like this that are shady, right? Spaces yeah. in my garden where if I want to cover something, is it, am I comfortable with covering it with this space, right? Spaces in my right. garden where there's only so much soil that they're gonna have to grow in and so on. And so the way that I'm looking to um, accept Kind of my current situation is if I had that space of a third of an acre that was all sun, you know, just your typical, you know, farming rows, I wouldn't know the challenge of what it's like growing in the Midwest behind a porch. Right. Like now I'm challenged to say, all right, how do we get food out of this space? Because we absolutely can. Clearly we have, you know. And so. For me, a lot of what I talk about off air is I try to grow some things that maybe I'm not the craziest about because I want the experience. Um, I have a, I was in my stories last week or the week before, whenever, however many weeks since, you know, by the time this airs, um, that same bed where the radishes are growing and the spinach is growing. Guess what I saw emerge? Think about what we're talking about. Potatoes. Absolutely. And so so the key here is I know what that looks like, you know. Now, clearly a potato just wouldn't up and grow unless I planted it. So, you know, there's at least one season of seeing what it looks like. But I I take pride in being able to identify what that plant looks like. Right. And it's it was a purplish potato. I think I did an all blue variety. Right. And so it doesn't even look like a regular green plant. Um, And so it's a long way to say, like, there are all kinds of moments that you can use to say, all right, I'm a better gardener because of this. You know. Um right. hell, just making it through one more garden year. How about that? You know, like be encouraged by that.
0: When are you planting your potatoes?
2: Um, I started this year April the twenty sixth or twenty seventh, so the last week in April, which is about okay. ten days after my average last frost.
0: I just googled it and it said in your area you can plant them in early april
2: Mm. yeah you can plant them in early april and i think the intention is because by the time they emerge you'll be past your frost it's okay if you hit get a frost while they're underground but you know i don't trust the they that run all of those sites that say my average last frost is the yeah who is they yeah the 18th who is they that's
0: what i want to know who is they
2: almost every time i've checked it in years past it's been right but i still i'm not still not sure right so anyway i'll wait Wait a little while. This last harvest was well overdue, but again, it didn't matter because I only yeah. got ten potatoes.
0: Yeah. So when we go out into our gardens and we look and see, this—I mean, honestly, it's death right now. Mm. You know what I mean? Things are starving. um You know, <clears throat> if you're like, if in my area where the heat just drags on. Mm-hmm. It's, it can be very challenging. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think if I had to give somebody a tip right now, I would say, um, let me give a, uh, let me give a little, a pause here. I would say to pick something that you are really passionate about trying to grow and give it like it's all, but be very realistic about your climate and what you can do at the same time. Does that make sense? It does. You know, and so the reason why, and I want to state this fact, um, the reason why I plant a lot of radishes is because I don't want to leave soil bare. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to keep something growing in the soil as often as possible so I can eliminate weeds taking over and I can keep things moving the soil and activating it and, you know, feeding all the microbial life in there and stuff like that as well.
2: Yeah, I think my one, and it's going to be very tactical, very, you know, kind of the functional, um, clear those dead things. So we talk about, and it's just good garden maintenance as well. You don't want to leave dead things around too long. Right. Kind of that garden debris, um, fine i'll go out and take my green beans down when we're done yeah like there are things that that i'm saving on the show (laughs) there are things i'm saving seeds for too and so you kind of let that you know kind of stay brown but clear the things if you want like i opened up at the beginning of the show when you mentioned your uh green bean tunnel and talked about how i had to clear the trellis and all in all this is like i'm on day two after i've cleared it and it does make me feel better that it's not there's not like dying vines and brown leaves and stuff, right? Um, And a week from now, I'll feel really good about it because the space, again, looks clear and clean. And there's still some life in the garden for me, right? So now I can focus on that versus, you know how many times people have stopped by and their eye immediately goes to the wicked weed that's in my garden or immediately goes to the thing that, like I have these itty-bitty flower pots that hang from the fence and how they're dead, flowers in them, like that's what draws their eye. And the truth of the matter yeah. is, it that's what my eye is drawn to as well. But now, I've cleared all of that crap, so.
0: But well, we're definitely drawn to the negative in everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a reason why, like, <clears throat> you know, if you, it, if you look at a bunch of um, art and tattoos and stuff like that, there's a lot of negative space. And that's because that's what our eyes are drawn mm-hmm. to. Um, and... When you look at it, it's the same idea as, like, if you go to a restaurant and you say, oh, that was the best place ever, nobody gives a shit about that. But if you say, that place sucked, Mm -hmm. then, you know, everybody hears that. So, um, you know, when you look at your garden, though, and people do notice that, like, do they say anything to you?
2: Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Like, literally, I'm talking over the fence. Yeah, so what do you
0: say to them, though?
2: Um, I tell them the truth of the matter. Yeah, that thing got away from me. Or, if yeah, it's I would just be like, <laughs> What
0: about that flower over there? You don't like that flower over there? Like, why you got to look at the one pot that's dead for it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, and so yeah. the and and the other, you know, you, you can go to any anywhere, like if you ever go to like a botanical garden or something, mm-hmm. there's gonna be something dead somewhere in there, something diseased, something sick, something quarantined. There's gonna be some corner in the back where everything is just kind of jacked up, and that's just it is what it is, and it's you know social media gardening part D coming up. But when you look at other people's spaces and it's all perfect, you're only seeing the part they want you to see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're not showing you the part that's dead and damaged, you know, that their dog pisses on every five minutes and is, it can't grow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's all these different things that we have to, to like think about and focus on
2: yeah but I think if we talk about now let's look at specifically how I feel about it right I as a gardener um, you're hiding and tucking that stuff you know under the um The garden bed, so to speak, right? You know, because it doesn't make you happy. And so my my point and my tip would be remove that from you know your view from your eye shot, right? And it takes some time. Like again, I spent quite a bit of time clearing the front yard. My neighbor, a couple of doors down, I was in the back this morning, get harvesting some kale, and she's like, "Oh, are you clearing up the back?" And so in my mind, I'm just like, "Girl, it's clear. This is it. You know, I'm
1: I'm getting some food for lunch, right?"
2: I spent the better part of September, you know, late August and September, getting this space ready to be comfortable and sit in, you know, in my shorts and my flip flops and my jacket in 50 degree weather. You know, yeah. chilling. Look, look, miserable about it, but holding on to summer, you know, still like that's the whole point. Um, so again, I, I get a lot of comments on, Oh, I'm surprised how nature space looks. Now that does it for me, meaning that's important for me. So a part of what keeps me motivated is working towards that. Right, yeah. you know, so I could be done with a lot in the garden. I could only be like weeding through, n- not actually weeding through, but I could just be picking through and pulling food off. But a part that makes me happy is to look at the garden and see it in a particular way. Knowing that, that changes all throughout the year. Knowing that in three months, for sure, I'm going to have a snowfield garden. And that's okay, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's a... I mean, one way to look at that, too, because a lot of people are starting to think about winter actually coming and being here Mm -hmm. is, well, first of all, don't worry about winter coming and being. We all know it's coming, but don't focus on that. Focus on the here and now. And then second, like, it can be a beautiful time in the garden because everything is resting Mm -hmm. and it's tired and it's, you know, we're resting and stuff like that. And, you know, every garden needs a break. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean... We've had guests on, and they even talk about, like, I let my garden take a break. Mm -hmm. Even though they can grow year-round, they still let, for some period of time, just sit and rest. And that's, you know, there's a, a moment of beauty in that.
2: My immediate thought is every gardener needs a break as well, right? Oh, yeah. And so I wonder how much of...
0: I need a vacation.
2: Yeah, yeah, that too. I wonder how much of that is the gardener also saying, let me take some time off. So I want to do, I want to comment on that just quickly. Um, If you still have the energy, I got 7,500 steps in. And that's like, that's a pretty big deal for me. So you know, don't judge me, that's the reality. So I got 7,500 steps in and I got the alert, like only 2,600 to go. And I had already come in the house uh, and, and ate lunch and decided that I was done. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like like the, uh, I mustered up the energy to do all of that work, right? And I still, as I was doing it, the thought of like, I still have a lot of spaces to clear. I still have to do that between these next couple of months. Um, but it's important for me to clear my space. I'm gonna be really real with you. If you're done, if you need to put your energy into something else, and your garden is gone wild, and do what you need to do for you, right? So I don't want you out there, you know, cursing and fussing about, you know, you not wanting to clear this space and sour you for gardening, right? Like, yeah, do what you need to do. There are some places that are absolutely gonna. The time is gonna pass where it's just gonna be too late, but you still got plenty of time if you're listening to this episode now in most places. So if you need to take a few weeks off and then come back to this stuff. And again, mostly for the people where the garden is basically done, done, man, do it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, do that with anything in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I said earlier, like, Hey, I haven't been on Instagram lately. I'm doing that. Mm -hmm, Like I'm just mm -hmm. chilling. You know what I mean? I'm taking a break and it's, it's important that we do that. Whatever is in your life that is bogging you down, Mm -hmm. um, you know, take a break. You know, my wife my wife's always like, You need to rest your soul, baby. I'm like, you know, go on with that crap. Like there ain't no time to do that. Yeah, you and your relaxed cup.
2: Mm-hmm. Um I'm very intentional was, about the, the cups that I pull out on a particular day. There's some cups that have be happy on it. Quite literally, you know. And so today it was I pulled out the relaxed cup. You know.
0: Yeah, I don't have that, mm, that's but that's okay. okay. All right. You're way more intentional about those things.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Cheers
0: to Kelly. Maybe it's a lady thing.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I was hoping that she those just, weren't the words you were about to form, and here we are.
0: Uh, <laughs> hey, there's a difference between men and women, and that's okay. Yeah,
1: there is. She
0: just, she literally just sent me a picture. She's, um, sent me a picture of her tea bag at work,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she's like, "Tell me that doesn't look like somebody put weed in my tea bag." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh Lord, <laughs> that's the last thing you need." So, but you know what, maybe you're feeling down and out and maybe you're down low, but one thing always makes us better, nice, hot food. So right now I'm going to give you the recipe of the day. A lot of y'all asked, how can you help support the Backyard Gardens podcast? Well, we have been busy and we have created a t-shirt line just for the gardener.
2: To visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have.
0: Now, these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardener. So enjoy. Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we'll see you guys after the harvest. So one thing that can definitely help keep you motivated is if you reach into that cabinet and you pull out that big ass butternut squash that you saved and you harvested and you've cured it and it's all good and now we are going to eat it. So what I like to do with my butternut squash, one of many things I like to do, is like to cut them lengthwise. I preheat my oven to 450. Again, my oven only goes to 450 when I cook. It is what it is. Sorry, maybe four twenty-five, <laughs> but I get all the seeds out, and then I take those seeds and I actually save those seeds. So there you go, um, <clears throat> and then put them on a pan, face down, in mm-hmm. about half an inch of water, and then I put it in the oven, and for about forty-five minutes, I'll I'll bake it until the top of it gets nice and golden, mm-hmm. the skin, because. I'll give you a little secret about your boy here. I like to eat the skin of butternut squash and sweet potatoes specifically. So when my family is done eating, I always grab up all their skins and eat them. I love it. <laughs> but just get that nice brown on it. And then the water will actually go up into the butternut squash and kind of soften it. And then you pull out and you flip it. And when we flip it, we're going to put butter... Um. Brain fart. We're gonna put butter, cinnamon, pecans in it, and then a little. I use um. You can use brown sugar. I'll I'll put stevia in mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, salt, and then a pinch of cayenne pepper. I'll put that right on there too. You get get a little bit of that sweet heat, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then I put it back in, and then just let that butter melt into it. Let everything on the top kind of brown a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe fifteen more minutes. Mm-hmm. And then um, you just keep checking it. Once After about 15 minutes, I would look and just make sure it's done to the way you want. And then you pull it out. And you can also, if you want, at this time, too, you could add some kind of fresh herb. So you could get creative. Um, sometimes I'll put rosemary in it. And then I would eliminate... Um, the sugar part, mm-hmm. if I wanted to put in the cinnamon and then I could put the rosemary in as well. So you could, I'm always looking for ways Sweet to use my rosemary. Savory, since, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Since I don't eat my, um, meat, I have a hard time using my rosemary for anything. Mm-hmm. So you can use that as well, but take away the herb part and then you just pull it out and you eat it. it's really simple. It's filling and it's good and it's less carbs than potatoes. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah butternut squash is on team a for next year i'm returning back to it so i'm actually looking forward to growing it and finding the proper non-shady spot um i love being able to roast squash in that way because you don't have to worry i mean you left it whole you don't have to worry about you know peeling it or anything you know it's the kind of lowest maintenance of cooking right
0: yeah. And I mean, double up. Like, my favorite way to eat butternut squash literally is wrap it in tinfoil, put it on the grill, and cook it. Mm. And then just pull it out and eat it straight up. Like, it's just, it's delicious. I remember this is a long time ago, like 20 years ago, um, my stepbrother pulled. I went to. I used to go to his house all the time, and we would cook out. And he's like, "Man, I got this uh, butternut squash we're gonna eat." I'm like, "What the hell is a butternut squash?" <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you go through that part yeah. in your like early twenties, yeah. and you're like, "You don't." You thought you knew a lot about food, uh-huh. but then all of a sudden, you don't. And I was like, "What the hell is that?" In
1: life. So he and life. It Yeah. In life.
0: <laughs> oh, definitely life. Like, yeah, you're definitely still an infant when you're in your twenties. I thought I was on top of the world, but he cooked it forever, and we ate, and it was the best thing I'd ever eaten in my life. Ah, like, cool. I just loved it, you know. And it's it's become a staple for us because it allows us to add bulk to our uh-huh, meals. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I hate cubing it. So you'll never hear me, a recipe for me where I cube it.
1: When you it.
2: when you can it you cube it, don't you?
0: Yeah, okay. but I don't I ate it
1: canned. It uh-huh.
0: It's easier to cure it, yeah. yeah. I had to can it. I had to pressure can it for an hour. Do you know how much of a bitch it is to keep that pressure steady for an hour? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm good. Same thing with Kale. I looked in the can and Kale hollow. Not gonna happen. <laughs> not gonna happen you saw me with my binoculars on the couch and that was just for 15 minutes so wait, i'd be getting this, tired of standing up
2: this dude i'm so close to actually pressure canning right and i forgot this story so this dude sends me this is to the audience sends me a picture of himself with his binoculars and <laughs> this is like a day that he's pressure canning and it's i'm notorious from cooking from the living room like <laughs> one in 10 meals go sideways because I was cooking from the living room. But anyway, it resonated so much with me. Like, gosh, I should knock down that wall. And that way I could see straight through that. No, I'm joking about that part. Um, but yeah, that's probably Maybe one not. of the, um, yeah, that's probably one of the, um, biggest things is i've been reading and rereading the manual and watching some videos and looking at some things you've shared online it's the idea of like that pressure being maintained right you know <laughs> so, it's a bitch. but the great thing about it is to your point with butternut squash there's so many other ways that you can uh, preserve it if that's what you want to do not to mention yeah. you're eating it just as is right
0: yeah and i mean the whole thing too about pressure canning is you can the pressure can fluctuate it just cannot drop below the recommended pressure so that's that's the big idea behind that but I was when I had the binoculars out uh, Kelly was like she's like you're the most ridiculous person I've ever seen and I was like what do you mean and all I heard was and I was like damn <laughs> laziness is taken but you know it is what it is it's called a life hack man Yeah, screw that so um, yeah I hope you guys enjoy the recipe and seriously don't get down right now. I know don't just don't focus on the fact that it's going to be winter coming up, please. Focus on the fact that it's still warm. You still can grow food, you can put seeds in the ground. You know, it's good. It's good. So So
2: my recommendation and my hope is that maybe 50% of will get this I challenge you all to- I
0: hope 75% do. Okay.
2: Well, wait until I say it. So, <laughs> I challenge you all to be like the Starks and embrace the idea that winter is coming. The Starks? S-T-A-R-K-S. It's a Game of Thrones reference.
0: Uh, Thanks yeah, for don't making know. me
2: actually say it. Uh, Clearly, I know you're a part of the 25% that didn't get it, but I'd never watched Game
0: of Thrones a single time. Sorry. Uh, But I will, I might be because I will be getting HBO soon so I can watch the new Matrix movie. uh, Oh, okay. So I'm a big Matrix fan. But anyways, everybody, thank you so much for uh, joining us for another fine gardening entertainment episode right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. Don't forget, you can sign up to be a patron and help us out. We would love to have you. Um, if you want to check out the link below for the Amazon, it's all that stuff that we use in our gardens and we are trusted. So help that that helps the show and T-shirts, all that good stuff. And until next time, wear a mask, be safe.
2: Garden socks.